Check. and gentlemen to the very first Sith Council that's right Sith Council it's nice to have you all here and thank you by the way for all the positive words and everything too I want to join be joined here each and every week by Darth Sabra that's right and Darth Kalinowski, ladies and gentlemen, we are the Sith Council. Thank you for joining us here. Thank you to the great David B., by the way. Came up, come up with that uh, wonderful tune, our theme song that I'm excited for. And um, look at that. Steph Sabra, Christian Harloff, Mike Kalinowski. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Mike, can you hear us finally? I hear you. I hear you fine. Can you guys hear me? Look at that. Yeah. Yes. Wow. I just, it's something with the headset, so I ditched it. Right. So that's what we're going with. Yeah, I hear you fine. I hear you great. Well, it's good to have everybody here, and uh, we're happy to be doing this. So just a couple things before we get started to let everybody know how the show is going to work. Uh, we're going to go over everything going on in the world of uh, Star Wars. And obviously, when there's shows on, I would, uh, I'm would i going to tell you that the, the shows are probably going to be just full-on spoiler reviews. When uh, Bad Batch comes on, we'll be probably covering those in to, into depth. Um, so this it's not as – I mean, when there's news and stuff, we'll be covering it. And I, I'm going to tell you it's more of a very – loose format and we're just gonna if i don't get to all the topics i put down in in the email because our conversation is just that good about it then we're gonna we're gonna just keep going on about it uh so the other thing for you guys to know is a lot of you will be happy to hear this i know that there's always the thing of oh man the schmobot i i some people love it and other people i just it disrupts conversation i can't do it well there's no schmobot on this show there's gonna be no schmobot whatsoever if you want to put in super chats uh you you obviously can and we're gonna get to those by the end of the show i can't guarantee we're gonna get to everyone's because again we have to be done by 10 o'clock because sen starts at 10 o'clock um but what is crucial to this show if you want this show to continue not only by clicking likes and sub subscribing to the YouTube channel in the link of the description is the um, Apple podcast link or the Spotify link crucial to either go over to the Apple podcast, leave a review, um, rate us over there, follow us on Spotify, do all of that because that is how this show is going to thrive. And we need you guys to help us there. So for anybody that wanted us to be doing a star Wars show, you got it now help <laughs> us out, please. And, uh, and go to Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, all right, let's just jump right into this because the big thing that came out yesterday, I got a text from Frosty over at, um, at Collider. And he's like, dude, check my, uh, check my feed. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, what's, what's going on over there? And he's like, check it out. So I went and I went to look and lo and behold, they had an interview with, with Liam Neeson. And Liam Neeson was talking about the, you know the the Obi Wan series, and I can give you the exact quote in in a second here. But um, it, basically wanting to be in the in the new Obi Wan series, and a, as I'm reading this, and here's the in, excuse me as I scroll down, uh, his quote per se was um, he was just talking about coming back, and and where's the actual quote here? I'm trying to get it. Excuse me, but more or less that he wants to be back and he wants to be in the he's they asked him about it he smiled across his face and he answered sure i'd be up for that and, and no crap here here's here's what i think is the real what's really happening i think he's already in the show i think, he's think already, so? yeah he's already what? i'll tell you why he's in the show because if you read um if you read the uh certain point of view book and uh, the claudia gray uh portion of that series show is when obi-wan is talking to Qui-Gon and it, it's during the time when um, Luke goes back to find Owen and Baru dead. Right. And during that time, Obi-Wan has a conversation with Qui-Gon. So he's been, he's already been talking to him via ghost. We've never been explained. We only thing we got was in revenge of the Sith. Yeah. That, you know, the, the, the that Qui-Gon's learned how to do it. We see a little bit of, of how Yoda found that out through clone wars and everything, but we didn't, 
ever really see it in the in the physical. We thought we might have seen that, but we didn't. This is the perfect time to do it. If you want to have some big star power in this show, which they've been doing anyway with like Mandalorian, this is the way to do it. So, uh, Mike, what do you think? You think that Qui Gon should be back for this series? Absolutely. I like. I mean, you think about it, and Liam Neeson, love or hate the prequels, like Liam Neeson is one of the greatest things in that. Uh, prequels even phantom menace he's so damn good in it and he he he's like like Obi, like you mcgregor they just invest so much in it and he's such a beloved character i don't see it's a perfect opportunity you know it's not long form you're not gonna need him there for years on end uh what does they say it's six episodes it's, it's, and it's a finite series six or eight episodes like that so it's essentially the way i look at it is like a like a five and a half hour movie maybe yeah so i don't see it's not a big you know take on his time so he's you know because he is so in demand as an actor I think it's perfect. I, I just to see the two of them back together. Gosh, now what's twenty two years later? Yeah, it'll and, be twenty three years later. Man, and Steph, for me, it's it's it also he's one of those guys because it's Ewan McGregor that they were trying to get for a bit and said he's he's always said he's wanted to do it, but he had never come back to do any voices in the animated or anything like that. Or if he did, it was maybe I know he did the the Force Awakens voice briefly that yeah. didn't really go anywhere. Yeah. But uh, but they. But Liam Neeson has voiced Qui-Gon again in both Clone Wars and I believe Rebels, but at least Clone Wars for yeah. sure. So, Steph, this is this is a no-brainer, right? Yeah, I mean, this would make people so happy and even more excited about the series than they already are. I would love to see Liam Neeson in a role that's not like saving a daughter or a child <laughs> in the past 10 years. I look so forward to him reprising his role as Qui-Gon. I hope they make it happen. I think it will because the other reason, if you think about it, let's let's go into like the fun kind of speculation plot side of it, right? And mm -hmm. that, that's if we figured this is, I think they said eight years after Revenge of the Sith. So if it's eight years after Revenge of the Sith, Obi-Wan's got to be, he's got to be doing, I, I think the way to do it is, and I know, and again, and I also want to reiterate on this show, the, uh, of, I really want to go into more of the fun, positive, things of uh of star wars and and talking about like uh what we can it, what we can expect and as and and so it's not going to be a lot of uh, you know stuff i mean look if this is something if it's an episode we don't like and we don't like it well we're obviously going to talk about that, but but i'm but i'm talking about i want to go more and i'm like the last jedi stuff is is let the past die if you will you know like you love it great you don't like it phenomenal it's not what the show's about but um i i just i just think that there's um there's a lot that we can speculate about and i think that if you look at something like the last jedi when luke shut himself off from the force right he did that because why he wanted to do that he just he, he had kind of given up right i think obi-wan's going to be in a different situation similar situation but different i don't think he's going to want to shut it off because he you know he, because he doesn't want to i think he has to because it's almost like a beacon like a calling card yeah especially if he's on Tatooine, you got to shut it off. But if the presence of Anakin wakes his ass up, you know, or if, if Qui-Gon goes, Hey, hey snap out of it. We got to talk. Uh, so Mike, what do you think? Do you think that, that that's maybe how Obi-Wan is, is contacted by him again? That's how it works. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, think about it. What we've already seen now with Mandalorian and, and Grogu calling out like a beacon. It, it is absolutely a beacon with that force. And, and, they're at a time where it's a much different time than what we've seen with Mandalorian because this will be the first. This will be the first TV show right after Mandalorian that we've no Boba Fett. Okay, that's right. Yeah, so yeah. it's casting, I think comes first. Different time periods as well. So it's just one of those. We're we're at a very different time period. This is a different thing with the Jedi. They're in hiding, you know. Um, but ab absolutely, because I think it's a it's a fine needle to thread there because. You know, we want to see the story. We want to expand the world, but he's also in. That's why he goes to Tatooine to go in hiding, and he's protecting right. Luke from this, you know, essential terror of the galaxy. Um, so it, it, they, they, it's there's so many questions in this, as in other shows that have, they've asked about it and announced that I'm like, wow, this is going to be. They're in a very, it's a small little box that they were in to have to work with, with all the other. Um, I don't want to say the pressure around that, but all the scenarios and the consequences of what's happening in the world of Star Wars around this time. It's a very, you know, but then again, it's Tatooine. It's the Outer Rim. So I don't know. Uh, so welcome by uh, the the Dark Lord of the Sith himself. Mark Fernandez in the house. Uh, what up, Mark? So uh, Steph, same thing. When it comes to 
we know that Hayden Christensen has also been confirmed for this show, so we know Vader's coming back. Um, good. And so with, good. with that, though, could this combine in because Qui-Gon was very adamant that this this kid was was the chosen one. He was the one that was going to help. And, you know, after he um, got whacked, if you will, by Darth Maul, uh, he wasn't able to do anything. So now he's trying and he's, he's kind of interviewed a little bit. Even when Anakin was making the turn, you heard uh, Qui-Gon scream, Anakin. And so is that a way to maybe tie this all together to when maybe Qui-Gon now says to Obi-Wan, hey, uh, this kid, he still can be turned. They're still good in him. And that's where we get that conversation from Jedi of Obi-Wan once thought as you did. That's the whole reason, by the way, that I was so set on Vader being in this thing. And people told me I was nuts. Vader's not going to be in it. There's no way he can be in it. Um, and so he, I think that he's got to be in it because of that conversation in Jedi of Vader, uh, excuse me, Obi-Wan once thought as you did. Yeah, I, I think that that's a definite plausible outcome. I think he, Qui-Gon's like, Anakin's dad in a lot of senses. He really believed in him and said that he was the chosen one. And then obviously Anakin had like the saddest turn of events ever in Revenge of the Sith. So this will be following that. And I think that would be really interesting. I think it could also be possible flashbacks as opposed to a huge plot move, which I wouldn't be mad at either. Flashbacks, I think Star Wars does a pretty good job of making them useful as opposed to just putting in a character that you know the fans will love. So if it was a flashback um, and it was more of conversational and moving the plot forward with Obi-Wan, that would be great. And then I'm in agreement with you on Obi-Wan. I don't think he would ever turn the force off. He was the one purposefully i think he would do it if he had to uh because yeah. he was the always the one that was gang gang start he was about it always right i think there's a, a mixture of the both of those stuff i think there's going to be you know having hayden um with the flashbacks as anakin but i also think they're going to stick him in the suit i think that there's ways to cheat it to make him look uh taller than he is they obviously did that in revenge of the sith i think you can do that for sure i th also think that it would be fun and interesting to watch them scrap one more time especially this time with hayden in the suit um they've certainly shown portions of anakin's face uh in the damaged suit before the one that screams at me is the rebels um episode when ahsoka and him go at it and she slices him down and and the and the eye he's just so far gone at that point it's just, he's he's lost you know and i it's one of my favorite moments in star wars is that moment where she's trying she she slices his face and you just see him you know animated non animated you see his eyes you're like oh that that's that dude's gone like the anakin that they thought is is gone and obi-wan doesn't i guess at this point at that point when that episode happened he did know but I don't know. I, I'm excited about it. And I'll be honest with you guys. I'm pretty excited to talk uh, Star Wars again um, uh, <laughs> like this. And it's been a lot of fun so far just to kind of go over some of these things. And um, and I'm uh, yeah. And again, for everybody who's putting in super chats, thank you. We're going to try to get to as many as possible at the end of the show. So um, I'm 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 doing uh, screenshots of them and, and I will I will answer them as we get to the end of the uh, show. So thank you for everybody who's doing that right now. Let's get to the next topic um, because there's there's quite a few here today and a lot of them that I want to talk about. And that's the next one that is um, that's a big one is obviously we, we one of the things that they announced was the Ahsoka series, right? Mm -hmm. And they announced that series and they announced that it was it, that Filoni was going to do it. And everybody, that's, that was another kind of no, duh. Of course we know that Filoni is going to be the one to, to do right. it. Um, but it was, it was, it's this character, right? That they mentioned, they mentioned Thrawn in her episode in Mandalorian. They mentioned him in that episode. And so, what what we're being told now, and this comes from our friends over at Kessel Run Transmissions, is that they're they're saying that um this this story basically is going to revolve around Ahsoka's search for Grand Admiral Thrawn and Ezra, which I, and and also the other the other big report coming out that they're that they're saying that um this took the place of the Rebels sequel series that was going to come out animated. Okay. Um, so th that that was supposed to happen because if you're watching when you were watching rebels rebels to me was set up for a sequel because it leaves off with sabine and ahsoka looking for ezra and trying to find out where the hell thrawn is um so when ahsoka is confirmed for mandalorian and they set this whole thing up and then filoni has that interview where he says um look i'm just saying there, from where this thing takes place, 
it's possible that this takes place before those events happen in Rebels, which means those events take happen yeah. uh, take place before Rebels, which is which is great because now I like the I, I loved Rebels. I love the animated series. I think there should be more of them, but I think this is the right move because a, a you get a live action Thrawn, b you get a live action Ezra and Sabine, and and now you get to see Rosario Dawson kicking ass again as as Ahsoka. But you really get to uh, explore the unknown regions. Like we didn't know anything about the unknown regions, and now we're going to explore that because that's where they are. So, Steph, do you think this is the right move, and are you excited about this series? Definitely. I think they proved with Clone Wars and Rebels that they are have solid animation and shows running. And with The Mandalorian, we have like this exciting new breath of fresh air that we have live action shows. And then we got to see Ahsoka in a live action version with Rosario Dawson and everyone was obsessed. So to not like pedal to the uh, metal to the pedal with this one would be dumb in my opinion. And I think seeing a live action of all the characters we fell in love with, with in Rebels and Clone Wars is a really smart move to move the entire um, future of their shows forward. Yeah, I agree. And um, Mike, I know that yeah. we we have talked about it when we were doing our Mandalorian reviews and, and yeah. there's all this casting talk now for Thrawn. <laughs> and, and you and I talked about it. I, I don't there. I think this confirms, by the way, you're not going to see Thrawn in Mandalorian yet. Yeah. Unless mm -hmm. I know maybe it's going to cross over eventually like the all the shows. I think that Thrawn's story is that they're trying to find him, you know? So I think that's Ahsoka. That's the Ahsoka story. But do you have any second, not second thoughts, but have you been thinking about who you'd like to see in the role of Thrawn? Uh, there's been so, I, I love the casting that comes out like when someone big is announced because there's so many options out there. Like one that I thought throughout there was Timothy, uh, not Timothy, Timothy Dalton was one, but then they also said oh, Pierce Brosnan. They said the two of those guys. And, yeah. and seeing well, those guys. Robert Downey Jr., yeah, that's, I mean, yeah. I, I don't I don't like that. Not that not for that role. Not for that role. But uh but you know uh the Pierce Brosnan one. Sorry to cut you off, Mike, but you know the Pierce no. Brosnan one, you know where that comes from? No, I don't. So Star Wars celebration in uh Chicago had oh. this big mural, um, mural of of all the characters in the, and I can't remember the artist that did it, but put um but Pierce Brosnan is thrown and people lost their minds over it. So I think that's where that kind of fan casting started. But yeah. <laughs> I think they were going off that, and someone mentioned Timothy Dalton, and I was like, he would be great. Um, yeah, my my pick though, I, I've I've kind of, um, I think you give it to Mickelson, Lars Mickelson. I think you give it you give it to him. I think, I this, think yeah, yeah. Going off what you said, and just seeing, and everyone loves uh, Rosario Dawson, but there was so much love and push for the voice actress to do the role. Yeah, I think this would be one of those ones where it's just like give the fans what they want, and and, and yeah, go with that. The other thing in the in the not the argument for because I think that you know if look it, I don't know maybe physically um I think actually probably could have could have definitely pulled it off but maybe they maybe they they wanted something uh the, Rosario Dawson had a better um you see those behind the scenes on the gallery the way that she moves uh, with the training maybe that right. as far as to how they wanted her to fight maybe that yeah. just the bill right so Lars Mickelson to me is someone who not only did he do the voice. But he's, I mean, he's also been uh, in as much of a voice uh, uh, on camera yeah. actor, actor as much as he is a, a voice actor, and I, I think, I think he would be great. I think he looks the part. Um, I also would love. I mean, Fastbender would be incredible uh, if they could. Yeah, get I her. was thinking that Fastbender <laughs> would be so sick. Fastbender would be amazing because they could get that. And I think a lot. The, the question is, how are they going to portray? Thrawn, right? There's a lot of different ways that he's been portrayed, even in canon uh, novels and canon comics, as opposed to Rebels. If you look at the Rebels series, he's a little bit more villainous, right? And yeah. in, in the books, you kind of not necessarily sympathize, but from his his species and what he does, he's it's like a calculating kind of cold, but he's but he still even takes care of his own people, and he's not as much of a just straight out villain the way he is in Rebels. So I'm curious on how they're going to portray him. I think he changed a little bit more in season two. Um, I don't know if that's after or if Filoni even read the the Zahn book. Um, I assume that he did. Maybe he didn't. Uh, but but either way, I'm very curious. How do you want to see him portrayed, uh, Steph? I I think Star Wars is best when the villains are complicated. And so I think a complicated villain that cares about his people but also has – 
is invested in an idea that's actually evil, but you get lost in that idea is really strong. And it makes the plot stronger and more dimensional, especially with the characters surrounding him. So I would love to see that. What do you think, Mike? Uh, yeah, I'm kind of on the same page in that because with these officers, we kind of seen, I don't want to say it's a template that, that, that is kind of what we expect and what comes from everything. And it fits in a certain mold, but Thrawn is so different than all these characters that have come before, not just on a physical look about him, but he kind of breaks that mold. So, you know, I love characters with shades of gray. That's always my favorite, you know, whether you're black and white with the evil and good, it's like, he seems to kind of find this middle ground where he's he's terrifying and he's terrible but he's so and i think that's why he's gotten such a following over these years of all these other uh characters that are kind of in of his ilk um in all the comics the video games the movies it's like that's why he stood out you know yeah. he's one of the ones that for gosh well, almost 30 years now he's been around yeah he was our big he was our bigger longer than that right he was our bigger he was our biggest um villain in the star wars galaxy after jedi because people were like He's two thousand. I think nineteen ninety. Maybe that he was the Dark Empire, the Dark Horse. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so yeah. So he's so thirty years. So he's around at that time, and he was. He's the big. He's the big bad at that point. And remember, he, from from where he was in in Legends. Now, it took place like right after Jedi, and then obviously after everything kind of come out with new timelines and the way that the new trilogy had kind of come out, they had to retcon Thrawn right. and, and his timeline, and, and they just put him during uh, right before Episode Four, which is fine, and it worked out really well. And they and then they had Zahn come in and, and write a new series of books that explained everything else. And he's got an, a very interesting backstory. He's very leveled as a character. Um, yeah. And I think that that's the that's the beauty of the live action series is that you're going to be able to really explore him more. So I think we're going to get a little bit more of that uh, detail in character from Thrawn of the strategist, and the, like there's going to be full episodes on him and what he is and what he um and wh what where he comes from. Because remember, even though the the audience, a lot of the hardcore audience who's watching that show will know Thrawn there's still going to be that audience that's like, oh, well, I I found Ahsoka from Mandalorian and liked her. I didn't really watch any the animated series, and I know nothing about Thrawn. I never read the books. All I know is that I my, my, my cousin who's a Star Wars nerd loves Thrawn and thinks I should love him too, and then you have to convince that person why they love him. You know what I mean? You can't just say, well, yeah. everyone else likes him, so you'll like him too, so here's no backstory. you gotta, you got to give some, some oomph. Yeah, I, I'm hoping it's the kind of opposite of Mandalorian where the episodes, like you just said, focus on him. Like mm -hmm. it was Mandalorian every single episode and we got pieces of Gideon and stuff. But this, because the character is so beloved and there's so much to him, I hope full episodes are on him, not on Ahsoka. And, and we get those two different sides and, and it gives people a chance to see this character to a wider audience. That's right. All yeah. right. So go ahead, Steph, you got something else? Oh, I just agree with that. I think that it could really play strong in the Ahsoka series if you focus on a villain and really build the character as more than just a piece in the puzzle, which The Mandalorian did, which I liked and it worked for that show. But I think for Ahsoka, you need that character that she bounces back and forth with. Yeah, I agree. And all I think it was Sabine and 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 then finding Ezra, obviously. And I, and that's where the the fan the, the casting's gonna be so much fun. Like who plays Sabine? Who plays Ezra? Will I, I don't think Zeb will come back in this series if unless it's like one episode maybe and she kind of before she takes off to go find him because the unknown regions have not been explored except mentions right and yeah. so we also know that in the unknown regions at that time um we also have other um parts of the empire who are exploring and that's where the first order st is starting to build so going out there and finding other worlds and other planets is a very interesting thing to explore because you can create all these new planets and all these new places and all these new characters you talk about expanding the universe this is how you do it through the ahsoka series and even though you have these characters that a lot of people know through rebels um you're exploring you're you're introducing these characters from rebels to the live action audience who only watches live action and then you're also exploring all these new characters all these new worlds all these new possibilities to the to both sides of the coin so i'm very excited for it i think it's going to be um 
I think it's going to be pretty extraordinary. Uh, and for Filoni, by the way, we really talked about Filoni. This is this is the thing when when I was doing Jedi Council, we we would talk about it all the time of before TV was really a, a, a possibility. Was when's Filoni going to direct a movie? I remember when I when I ran into him uh, at Star Wars Celebration, and I was talking to him, and I said, the first dude, when are you doing a when are you directing a live action? He goes, I want to. He goes, make you. He's like, let him know you want to see it. And I go, I have him. Trust me. Um, but as he 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 thrives in television he thrives in television and yeah. he, and he was able to like a blessing be able to work on mandalorian and show that because as much love as favreau should get it's because of who he has with them and he's got this this power tool with with filoni that they said okay well you clearly you directed a few episodes um it, you're getting better with the directing that you're that you're doing and you know ahsoka you know the, the character inside and out here's the show go for it do it and and they already have the scripts if you if it, if it is if you believe the reports that it was the Rebel series they already have the scripts so i think this is a great move i love the fact that uh filoni is 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 doing this series and and you know we'll see what happens but if we're gonna move on here um a lot of news with with this character uh kevin feige is, yeah. He's he's been all over the Star Wars news lately, and um, they they were talking about what's going on with this movie, right? Because at the at the, when they did the Disney conference, they talked about everything from the Patty Jenkins movie to uh, you know the, all the new series and 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 even Taika Waititi, but there was never any there was never any mention of what the hell Feige was doing. Um, so and a lot of and by the way, I'm very excited to say that a lot of these news reports that I'm getting um, was what I always used to do when it was when I was on Jedi is uh, Star Wars Newsnet. They are the best Star Wars aggregators and they have original podcasts. They have original um, uh, the articles. They get scoops. It's a, it's the best Star Wars news site that you can find. Uh, I, a lot of the guys are coming into the Schmodown this year. I'm excited about it. Uh, so I'm excited to be able to collaborate with those guys again but they they found this story in here from variety when they asked feige and feige's quote was we're thinking that we're not uh everything that you heard about michael waldron who's going to be the writer of the movie has been leaked it's not stuff that we've announced or gotten into so suffice to say the focus is on all the number of marvel things that we're working on but the the what the when and the where of how uh, that star wars movie is going i don't know i'm excited for the book of boba fett and the rogue one show and the obi-wan show and patty's movie and, and taika's movie uh after and then after thor, thor love and thunder of course so he's being cagey about it you know he's not really making too uh too many um moves uh about what it is yet and i look i i, I still think i don't know what's going to happen with his movie right i don't know what his movie is they also the that's that, that we can combine the, the second part of this story is that there's a report on on star wars news that also that um there's going to be in his movie there will be tons of of marvel um talents marvel actors and which also makes sense whether it's uh right. you're already getting the loki writer if that is, is in case true so, you know, if you start seeing people that have popped up in the Marvel movies that he has a relationship with, I mean, if Scorsese uses De Niro and everything that he that he uses and D DiCaprio, then why not? Why not this? So, Steph, do you let's talk about everything Feige related, right? From the from the writer uh, of Loki, from the, the, the cast and the fact that his movie in general, do you think we're going to see the movie in the next five years? That's 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 the big uh, that's the big question. And the other question inside of all of that is: Will we? Will they ever? Will they see it on Disney Plus? Will there be a Disney Plus movie, which could also be interesting? But what do you think, Steph? I think definitely we're going to see the movie in five years, unless which um, I know that there's been talks of them because of all the new shows that they're doing. They have like this Infinity War Endgame type vision of combining a lot of the storylines. I think he could be obviously the man to do that because um, he's proven himself in that way in more ways than most people can ever say. So unless that's the case, unless he's combining all of these stories and waiting for all the shows to come out to put it in a movie version, that could take up more than five years. But if it's not, and they already have the writer signed on, I would be hard pressed to see that not coming out in the next five years. Um, and then what was the second question? Well, There's a lot of them. I mean, is anything, anything inside of that, whether it's uh, the, the Marvel actors, the, the, the Loki writer, like all, I mean, cause yes, they have the writer on there, but I think that the only thing that I never say yes, because they have a writer on means we're definitely going to see it. I don't disagree with you. I think that we will see it within five, but the only reason I definitely don't say just because they have the writer is we had a writer on the Obi-Wan movie. 
right? Yeah. And then they all they they got. I think it was a good thing that they got cold feet on it because they looked at the. I still think it would have made a lot of money as as a movie, but they got cold feet because of what Solo did. And they didn't think that uh, that Obi Wan would work as a because people were were tired of seeing those types of movies on, which I don't agree with. But I think it was a good thing because I much rather would see a five hour television show exploring all this than a movie. So I guess yeah. so. The main thing is well, let's let's just talk about the actual characters. Um, are there particular Marvel actors? that you would like to see in Feige's movie, even though we don't really know what it is, if it's an old Republic movie or, or should we say high Republic at this point, because high Republic, by the way, we will get into that is so hot with the fans right now, the star Wars fans, and it is really catching on. I think it would be a, a, a misstep if they don't make a television show out of it, if they don't make a, uh, a, a movie out of it or something, which we'll get into, but sorry, a lot, a lot of, a uh, lot of stuff there, Steph, enough. So to make you jump off the camera and not want to talk to me anymore. <laughs> oh, you muted yourself. What happened? What'd you do? Technical difficulty. Oh, um, I had to re plug in my computer for charging, but yeah, I think in terms of the high Republic, I completely agree. I can't wait to talk about that. I think that opens the door for a lot more darker storytelling. Um, but I, I, to answer your first question about who I think from the MCU to be in this, I don't really know. I like when Star Wars introduces new characters. So although I'm excited about the idea of having some beloved MCU characters come in because they are one of some of my favorite actors, yeah. I do like when they bring in the Daisy Ridleys and the John Boyegas, like these new, newer people. And that because they are such a big platform that they don't really need the names. Um, yeah, I just think that it also, it just depends on movies, right, Mike? Because if it's a movie, um, right, that's a big I, thing. I think a lot of times here, this is, this is in, in, in all films is that gone are the days where the movie star gets the box office. It, it certainly helps yeah. uh, the talent that you get, but it, it's not back in the day. You could just leave all oh, the new Tom Cruise movie, the new Will Smith movies coming out and everybody goes and sees it. That, that, that's gone. It's more about the director and the IP and the IP is star Wars. So, People will see it. So in, in that argument of, well, at Star Wars, you don't necessarily need the big, huge actors in it. Sure. But if you can get the big talent, and that's one of the things Marvel did very well, is that Marvel started to get really great talent and not necessarily massive stars, minus like the Robert Redfords and 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 Sam Jacksons. But they Robert Downey Jr. wasn't a wasn't the big, massive star that he is now. He had a lot of problems and he got him signed. They, they couldn't even insure him on the first movie on Iron Man. And so they they took they took shots with great talent. You know, Chadwick Boseman, the late great Chadwick Boseman was was a, a great actor, not a massive star. He was he was he was an up and coming star, but he wasn't a massive star. Uh, Chris Evans, same thing. So I think that Steph's point is that now those people are big stars, you know. So if you put them into it, does it take away, Mike? Like the way that you're always worried about that, like if because if Chris Evans or Robert Downey Jr. Right. Pick up in a in a Star Wars movie, do you see Tony Stark and um and you know Steve Rogers, or or do you see the the characters that they're playing? Yeah, it, they've these actors have now reached that level where they're iconic, and Chris Evans is now in a position wherever he shows up, he's Captain America. You know, to a lot of, before he had a great resume. He's he's so good. His comedic talents. He's such a good actor before Captain America, but he was never like you said a star, and now he's a star. Um, right. You know, the same with Chris Hemsworth and these guys. But I think I think actors like Halle Atwell, you know, uh, Dave Batista, like when they show up, if they show up in a Star Wars, that's a different ball game. I want to see um, Dave Batista show up as uh, if he's going to show up as Darth Bane. Yeah, or but also you also got prosthetics and, and like John Leguizamo and Mandalorian. Right, right. Him, that, that's true. And, he, and I didn't realize it was him until until after. Right. Oh, he was so good at it. And and when you go back and you look at that um, the gallery series and you yeah. see the direction of Favreau and what he's saying, he's like he's like no, is it definitely the way you're approaching good? But take a little more like gangster and, and the Godfather, and then he switched yeah. it on. And that's, yep, yep. I loved that. I love that. But also just to what Steph said, like I love when we get these actors and they. They give that they they bring them out and, and they find these I don't say unknowns but they they make the, the property is the star Star right. Wars star you put Feige's name on it that's the star you can you don't need any actor's name to sell it that's just you know fan service I don't say fan service but it's like you, we know you like this character now you're gonna see him in this it's yeah like, 
it's more of like just give us unknown actors, I, I think, or lesser known actors and bring. Or them like the, the woman who played Mantis or um, yeah. Nebula, that yeah. could be sick because if you have a character that they're playing someone from a different um, planet and they need a different look, they've proved that they can wear whatever they need to wear and uh, give a bomb yeah. performance. Yeah. Um, all right. There's other news that popped today. You guys weren't. Uh, I, we didn't have this on the story, so I'll read it to you. There's a there's some new news, and this is again I'm reading this from Star Wars Newsnet about this open world game that they just announced, Star Wars, which is which is fun. I'm I, when it comes to Star Wars games, I try everything. Open world to me is is way more interesting on my end because I know I can just mess around and 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 there's no there's no priority that i need to get out anywhere i could just hang out in a cantina for 27 hours um because when it came to the last the the, the last game w w the shoot the star wars w which one the star wars squadrons ah, not squadrons the other one the, the, Pog, the new ah, help me out with the, 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 shoot, the, the, the squadrons? which one what the you know is the one uh you guys are they're, they're gonna tell me in the chat in a second the, the, the um the, the, the RPG version, the one I sucked at. Everybody know. Everybody knows what I'm talking. Jedi Fallen Order. Thank you. Oh, Jedi, oh. Jedi Fallen Order was it. I wanted to play that game so bad, and 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 when I was doing well and I was going on my missions, I was having such a great time. And then I would just get lost in one area. I'm like, How do I get out of here? And it's like <laughs> you got to figure it out yourself. I'm like, push me. I'm a moron. Help me. I'm like, and I couldn't. I just gave up. Enough of it. Yeah, so I, it's just a stupid thing. So, um, so anyway, this is this is from Star Wars News as I'm reading it, and they say, and I'm going to read their their article. Good news from Lucasfilm Games, keeping uh, keeping coming as Ubisoft is now set to create an open world Star Wars video game. Coming from Wired, we learn that Lucasfilm Games entering a partnership with Ubisoft to create an open world Star Wars game, Massive Entertainment, which did Tom Clancy's The Division, will be handling the project. The news arrives only a day that we learn that the Machine Games would be taking uh, tackling a new Indiana Jones title. And after two days after Lucasfilm Games, a comeback of sorts for LucasArts was unveiled and promised a bright future for Lucasfilm's IP in the gaming world. This this news probably woke. Uh, Mark Fernandez up uh, off of his boat. <laughs> he was probably sleeping on his boat in the Keys, and he heard that this is coming back, and he's probably lost his mind. I can't wait to talk to him about this. Um, so the the quote here from the co-founder and CEO of Ubisoft said that the following about the deal with Lucasfilm Games. The Star Wars galaxy is an amazing source of motivation for our teams to innovate and push the boundaries of our medium, building new worlds, characters, and stories that will become lasting parts of the Star Wars lore. It's an incredible opportunity for us, and we're excited to have our Ubisoft massive studio uh, working closely with Lucasfilm Games to create an original Star Wars adventure that is different from anything that has been done before. Um, they also said there's another update. In the news, EA has also confirmed that they're going to keep collaborating with Lucasfilm beyond the expected Fallen Order sequel. Uh, Electronic Arts' tweet was, we love Star Wars. We look forward to continuing our partnership with Lucasfilm Games. We're moving, we're making more Star Wars games. BD1 is still the cutest, obviously, from that, from that uh, game. Um, yeah, so there's so much news here with the video game side of it. There's so much news with the video game side. Um. There is a, you know, taking it under one banner because back in the day, Steph, probably before you were born or when you were just running around in diapers, Mike and I were playing, yeah, yeah we were playing LucasArts uh, games and um, those games, there were so, there were so many of them. There were so many of them. That kept, Racer, Rogue Squadron. Jeez. So many of them that kept coming in and um, it was yeah, so much fun. I think they got tired of the fact that we only what we've got five games or something in the last like six years or something like that. Uh, oh, in, recently, recently we got two, like we got two battle runs, and I don't mean just the online games. I'm talking about like the more of the console games, like because by the way, VR games are phenomenal in Star Wars, and I just got I have a um I have an Oculus now, and I I just finished uh the Vader Immortal series, phenomenal. It's a really great canon game love it and i want to do the um i want to do the other ones that they have too but not everybody has oculus not everybody has vr yet we're not we're not there yet so these games are the way to go open worlds are good i'm still i i want the, in that whole package they had the night Old republic stuff but they haven't made night till republic or excuse me the old republic whatever they made they haven't made it canon yet so uh any of this stuff mike that you saw that you're excited about 
Well, I, I love the fact that we are getting this kind of, it seems like we're going back to this core of LucasArts with the video games. Because for a while there, it just seemed like, I don't remember if, if I, I could be thinking about this wrong, where they kind of sourced everything out and it kind of disbanded LucasArts, the, the, the game version of their uh, company, when they did the Indiana Jones games. Because there's so many canceled video games of Indiana Jones, Star Wars. They did this great, I think it's I'm, it's either, it was called 1313 or 1616. It was like this open world Star Wars game that was very far in production. Like they had showed concept art and stuff and then it just disbanded. Um, um, and this might've been back when, when um, McCollum was with Star Wars, way back in the day. But there's such, like we talk about on Mandalorian all the time, it's a video game. Right. Video games, it's a new form of storytelling. Yep. And, and to get these people involved in this long form storytelling with video games, it's, I mean, God, we talk about when we were playing video games, it's grown exponentially in the past 20 years to where Massive. they are better than movies now a lot of the time. Yeah. Right? And and uh, that, that Indiana Jones announcement, that knocked me out of my uh, off my ass when I heard that, which was fantastic. But then see a Star Wars game, like I'm playing Star Wars Squadrons right now, and I love this game. I'm like you where it said, I want a game I could pop in for 10, 15 minutes. You know, I don't have to get involved long form and just play. And I'm loving this Star Wars Squadrons game. Uh, so to see that and just to know what we're going to get out of it and, and, and to know that it's going to be more kind of all brought together under the same banner uh, and kind of have everyone, you know, maybe whether it's Filoni and Favreau and everyone um, kind of going, okay, well, this is what we're doing. So we want to touch on this. This is what we're doing. So because uh, there's so much love for that Fallen Order and they want these characters brought in now because they love that video game. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, someone someone just said in the tweet that uh, I guess Knights of the Republic Two is on mobile now. I gotta, I, I have to go back. I, I I always try to revisit Knights of the Republic One. I I like people really like two. I didn't love two as much. Um, I think after Bioware kind of took off from it, it wasn't as good. And I don't know if Drew Carpetian has had much to do with the second one. He might have. He might have. But um, but I, I just thought the first one was so much more solid. But I also think going back into these video games, and to Mike's point that there's so much detail and one my main thing of why I think video game movies haven't worked is because there when it's a novel you can you can condense it into two and a half hours and, and even then people are like oh you're missing this you're missing that you're missing that uh the video games there's so much that you're taking out and and a lot of these video game movies they most of them they've tried to just reimagine the entire story and a lot of different like elements of it but just reach change it as where a novel they follow the beats right uh, and i think that when you have a video i think that series now because of the streaming and what they've been able to do i think that's the next play like whether knights i think knights of republic could be a fantastic um television series but you're going to hear me say that a million times on this show that i think it should be star wars series and i don't worry about films anymore i mean I, i'm one of the biggest kind of video game guys out there and i love them but i think the problem is and, and for so many people video games what they do is they put you in the role of the player that's the idea to and a, lot of, a lot of times the customization where you can make the player look like you and, and you get choice in the dialogue where everyone has their idea of what happens in the game. And you're the perspective where you get a movie. You're not that perspective anymore. It's right. their character. So everyone's like, ah, oh, it didn't work for me because it wasn't this. Well, that's because you chose the game and what to do in it. And I think that's a very fine line of, of why video games don't work. What I think they need to do is take the writers of those video games and they don't do this a lot and let them build the story. Like, yeah, you, know, you look at a game like Uncharted, which is, Everyone's just like, take the script of this movie or this video game and make that movie. Well, they didn't do that. And they did whatever they did with the casting and they're doing whatnot. So, you know, you've already got three strikes against you with that movie coming out. So, yeah, trust the people that make the games. True. Yeah. Steph, are you a game? No, I do love the pod racing game. (laughs) I like to say nice and classic. But I I remember when the Battlefront 2 trailer, I liked watching the trailers because they're like movies. I mean, what they do in these these games are so intense and I get why people are so involved with it. And I don't think, and I don't really think that movies work from games for similar reasons as you two just cited. It's, it's just a different ball game from the viewing experience to the playing experience. So I, and I don't think that they need to pull from those stories. Star Wars has an unlimited amount of stories that they can make movies with that don't have to be the shows. I think they should nail down the shows, which I, I mean, the, uh, the games, which I think they're doing and totally elaborate on them, grow them, because gaming is such a massive industry. Even on YouTube, it's like the number one most watched things are gamers or people who talk about games. So 
I, I think focus on it as a separate entity. And if a, re a character or a storyline really works, then consider shows, which I agree with Christian, is the way for a video game to be told. Yeah, my I, if I had a choice right now, if they were going to adapt video games into series or books, I'm taking books all day long. I, I am still baffled why books have not been adapted to series or at least announced, right? Like Lost Star. Yeah aiming for it a limited series of lords of the sith of palpatine and vader trying to get off this planet together and looking at the early years of vader really becoming sith um i mean this stuff what they have with light of the jedi uh the, the any the, the young leia stuff like there's so many novels that they have inside of canon that they could adapt and really capture those people who don't read the novels uh, so i'm wondering if they're ever going to do that because they have so much and i think that when you can adapt it it'll work but um let's go a couple more things before we get into your questions because there's a lot of stream uh excuse me super chats that came in uh so kalinowski is a big comic book guy he is he's yes, this is his thing whether you watch him on dc movie <laughs> news or you watch him uh he's he's not one to hold back his opinions on his on his love for comic books right <laughs> Uh, so I, I was thinking yesterday, I know that the, the, I'm going to start reading Light of the Jedi, and I have the Claudia Gray novel. Um, it's, I'm staring at it right now, the new one that comes out in February. They sent it to me a little early. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read that. I'm going to read both of those, and I'll try to you know, get back into reading those books for you guys. But Mike's going to be our comic guy. So the one that just came out was Star Wars The High Republic, uh, the first comic. And I know nothing about it. I don't know um, any any of the characters. I know nothing about the High Republic at all yet. I'm kind of going in fresh faced. So, Mike, give me a little breakdown. A, what is this thing about? And B, did you like it? Well, honestly, because what what I loved about this, and I got into it last night, was the fact that this is taking place, you know, in the High Republic and everything. So it's a different feel from what we're used to with these Star Wars comics. Marvel's done such a great job. They got the license back. 2015 with force awakens and their comics have been phenomenal they did solo they did Orlando, they got a leia series dr afra um so these great characters and these great stories and i like i love comics i love star wars that i can go every wednesday to the comic shop and i get a new star wars book so this but this one was kind of off my radar and you're like hey pick it up let's let's see what you got with it uh and what i loved about this i got an instant feeling did you ever read it was back right between phantom menace and clone uh the uh, Attack of the Clones. They did comics. They were nuts with them. They had like Kiati Mundi. They did all the Jedi characters got their own comics. But the one that I loved was a Qui Gon Obi Wan, and it was in their early days together when he was a Padawan and he was a master teaching him. They were these great stories that you you hear about but you never see. So the comics got to embellish this. It was like it reminds me of that scene in Revenge of the Sith where. You know, Obi Wan or in Attack of the Clones, where Obi Wan and Anakin are in the uh, the turbo lift. He's talking about the business on Kata Nimodia. Like you know, those little Star Wars is always so great about they they mention stuff, but you're like, what what was that? What was that planet? And then the books and the comics embellish that. Right. This felt like that. Like these are these stories that you would always hear about, uh, and it's about a, a master skier who's a trans. Tr I always don't want to say it, Trandoshan. Like, you know, that race of species, but he's also with Padawan Keeve. And it's her story where she's getting ready for the trials, uh, the Jedi trials. Um, on that cover of that comic you threw up there, that was called the Starlight Beacon. That's this base that is kind of like, it's an outpost that's going to uh, kind of like be a, a beacon and a base that is going to protect this one area. And then they're looking for a marshal that's going to kind of be in charge of this area. So they're using all these terminologies uh, that are not new to Star Wars, but might be new to people that are kind of new to Star Wars in that sense. Uh, yeah. So it, it just had such a great feel of of the old Star Wars comics, but also with the new of what, you know, everyone is so used to the world of Star Wars and, and, and what it is. Um, so it's these new terms and these new characters. Yoda, of course, pops up, and then we got Yoda in there a little bit. Okay. Uh, talking about that. What's up? He's super young. Yeah, you know, it's it's used to seeing him like that. You're like, oh, look at Yoda there, but but yeah. it's the Yoda that we love and, and whatnot. And it's all it's all about. He can't have gray hair, right? Because he's got to be. Oh, he's bald. He's he has no gray hair, but it's like. Okay. Yeah, because he's, he's still hundreds of years old. This place like he said he's young. Yeah, he's, well, he's, he's nine hundred when we he, he dies. Right. He's like a hundred or something. It's young. I mean, look at Grogu. Yeah, Grogu at fifty was so. I'm I'm very curious. I'm very curious to see how that goes. But it was just such a great. You know, they kind of stuck to the master Padawan, and and she goes through this trial, and it's not what she thinks it is, and she does eventually get her her braid cut off, and she, uh, you know, graduates from being Padawan. She does pass it. Uh, but there's some great characters, and I love what like, we talked about with Mandalorian. What I love about this and. Yoda, of course, is in there, but it's characters that we've never seen before. Okay. It's not Skywalker in there. 
So uh, telling, I guess I guess this only takes place like two hundred years before. So so you'd be uh, you'd be. You'd, so, but it might be two. It says it in the story. It says it in the in the opening of it. But what so, was great about it is like you okay. see everything is. What's great about comics? It's it's not with the novels. It's visual. Is you just see everything looks so everything is the architecture, the the style of the comic, um, the buildings, everything. It's so different than anything we've seen. You All know? right, I'm gonna have to check that out because I like I said, guys, I I don't have enough uh, knowledge on the High Republic uh, yet. I'm gonna go back. So people are letting me know it's like two or three hundred years beforehand. So yeah, he'd only be like seven hundred years old. So of course he'd look. He'd kind of look. He looks a little more spry than he did in what we've seen, but he's still old. I got it. I got it. Okay, that's 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 good. All right. What do you, what do you, what do you rate? What do you what would you rate this uh, this uh, first issue here? Out of ten? Yeah. No, it's great. Give it an eight. Good, good, good. Okay. Um, all right, look. So here's the other thing. Now, we have about 10 minutes, and then SEN Live is going to uh, debut. We're going to try to do this as much as possible during uh, these episodes. You guys can put in your Super Chats. You've done a few of them. I'm going to start reading some of them right now. Uh, Jackalus1979 says, has the timeline been altered due to Grogu and Luke, as in the comics, Ben Solo was Luke's first student? Well, we don't really necessarily know of, of whether or not we're saying that Grogu was his first student, right? We, we, don't, we don't know that. We, we, we don't know whether or not that is a if he is a student, if he's someone he's, he's taken along to help, does he consider him a student? Is it an official student? So I don't know yet if you can say that it's his, uh, it's his first student. What do you guys, uh, what do you think? I completely agree. I think we just have no idea yet. I think that could happen. They could possibly change the timeline. I think it might just be a verbiage thing if they want to play it safe. Like Christian was saying, like maybe he just taught him a little bit or maybe he was his master and it wasn't his student necessarily, but I don't think we'll know for a little bit. All right. All right. Here's the uh, the next one here by Dagan S. Broad, the great Dagan. Christian Sosa in a Star Wars show again. Good. Your journey to the dark side will be complete. Thoughts on the new High Republic novel? So, Dagan, I mean, obviously, this is written in the beginning of the show. I haven't had a chance to uh, check it out yet, but I will be. I'm, I'm staring at the Light of the Jedi on uh, straightforward. I'm looking at the Claudia Gray one, so I'm gonna. I'm excited to get back into the novels and start doing what I uh, what I used to do on 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 the other show. So I'm gonna uh, read them too, Christian. I just bought I just bought it on my Kindle. Started great. it last night. <laughs> yeah. So so as as Steph and I get farther and farther into the novels, we'll 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 read them. Mm-hmm. Darth Fernandez. Uh, here to cheer on my brother Christian on his new show. Rise, get me on one day, broski. Oh, guaranteed, absolutely. We'd love to have Mark Fernandez on. We're going to have him on for sure. Um, so yeah, we'll get Mark on sooner than later. Tim Thornbloom, who says, "Now this is podcasting." Thank you. So yeah. Much. Right, Nate. Now we're going to go to uh, Nate Wolf. Thank you, Christian, for coming back with this new Star Wars show. Now there is balance in the Force. I wish you guys and gal luck in the new. <sighs> Thank you very much. It's very nice. Yes. I appreciate that. Um, and now we switch on over here to Ronin Unchained. I'm glad that SCN has a Star Wars show now. New Age of Star Wars is exhilarating. Should we visit Black Spire Outpost in the upcoming shows and get Iden Versio? I think Iden Versio needs to be on the, this. Uh, Janina Gavankar is all about Star Wars. It would be awesome to get her involved in it. And did you either one of you guys play um, p- play Battlefront? Sure did. Absolutely. Wouldn't it be great to have her in it? Like, it just, I think she's such a good actress. Yeah. I, I really yeah. like her as an actress. So, yeah. And yeah. that was, it seemed like that was kind of really taken off. And then things kind of changed. And, and it was right around the back, not the backlash of the movies and stuff happening. And it was just this weird kind of rockiness with her. And I was like, now nah, bring her back. Her character was great. Great. And I think that the way that they, they she, she made kind of a very quick turn from, from Empire to Rebel, but maybe there's a little bit more they can explore. In, right. Uh, yeah. So, um, okay. So getting back to the next one, that was, that was from Ronan. So thank you, Ronan. And just a reminder to everybody, SEN is coming up at 10 AM. So we'll be ending pretty soon. Cody Parker thoughts on the Kevin Feige movie, which we talked about a little earlier. Would you like to see which one would you like to see him do? I think old Republic for me. Uh, do you think they'd ever do a show with Luke and young Ben solo? When, when does Grogu return? Great to have you back Harloff. Thank you, Cody. I think that as far like the, the first part of that, when, when we're going to get Grogu back, it'll happen in the Mandalorian and it'll probably happen down the line. I don't necessarily think it will happen. It will have to happen with Luke. I just think I am all for, and I loved the reveal. I loved the reveal to have him back. And I thought it was great. Um, 
you know, and I and I've talked about it. It, it. CGI was there's been better. There's been better. Like I was watching the Marvel films, right? And I was watching the the, the young Kurt Russell or the young Michael Douglas. Granted, probably had more time and more money to be able to to do it, but um, I think there's a better way to do the Luke stuff, and I loved it. But I just think that there's a better way to do it. Uh, so I don't know if I want to see a full CGI Luke show. If they're going to recast Luke, I'm one of those people that's okay with it. Um, doesn't necessarily have to be Sebastian, but I I, I don't know. What do you, what do you guys think about a, a Ben Solo and Luke show? That that might be better for a novel, right? Yeah. I, I I think we got a lot of their story actually for a movie, an incredibly large amount we know about their relationship. So I'm personally okay without seeing that, but I'm not a hate I'm not a hater on things that they create. I'll watch it if they do make it. Um sorry, Zach, Zach Eckholt put in uh, a, a, a super chat. Thank you. Zach Taylor also very generous thank you zach appreciate that uh moving on over we got a lot of these coming in i'm going to try to get to as many as possible guys because we've got to get off the air in a little bit uh we did that one already i'm sorry and now we get to do we do major major zuma who says love that you guys have a star wars show again i'm really enjoying listening to light of the jedi yeah i need my daughter did read the other one the one that was um for the young adult one that came out uh, love the new crew, Cody Parker. Would it be awesome to see the old crew make guest appearances as well? I like Steph's Psylocke look and Mike's blank, uh, blank hat or black. Hat. <laughs> um, either either way, uh, yeah. We're, of course, I'm going to have a lot of guests on the show. We're, we're we're excited, and and I'm already working on trying to get Katie Sackoff on this show soon. So um, we just fingers crossed. Jameson Bognuda, thank you. Glad to see you guys back, Christian, and big welcome to Mike and Steph. Question: How badly do you want to see them cast? Jake out of folly. That's a big pass. <laughs> big pass. Thank you for that one. That made me laugh. Red Wolves breaking news. EA just lost Star Wars video games exclusivity uh, and giving it to Ubisoft for an open world Star Wars game. What do you think? Well, we talked about that. They didn't lose it because they, uh, they came out and said that they're going to be doing a, um, they're still going to be doing stuff uh, with EA just said they'll be doing more stuff. So uh, they didn't lose it. They just, Ubisoft's doing more with Star Wars right now. But we did talk about that if you want to jump back into it. Uh, the great Kevin Smith. Oh, man. Hey. Just sending some support. I have loved Jedi Council since the AMC days and stoked to see the next level and love the panel, Steph, Mike, and Christian. And I believe the last one that we have at the moment um, is the prince that wasn't promised. What about a movie like The Black Mirror, one where you choose your adventure with multiple paths? Um, I, I don't know enough about that to try to pretend that I would I would know how that would work. Do you guys? I don't watch Black Mirror, um, but I, I just watched the Batman Under the Red Hood, which was kind of one of these choose your own adventures series. Uh, it, 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 it's the platform, you know, you've got to be able to have the platform to do it. Like this was on a Blu-ray where you could click on the button and it would take you to different paths in the movie whereas then they streamed it on hbo max and you only got one version of it right so i think my friend to answer your question that i think it relies on which platform and the connectivity they have to let people choose which path and you know are you clicking on your you know your remote and it takes it to something i think there's a whole platform built into that to do something like that mm -hmm. agreed um okay look the first episode of sith Campbell is in the uh it's in the books it's in the books and I'm excited that you guys joined us. It's hey, look, it is. Yes. You guys haven't already, please. Like I said before, there are no schmobots on this show, but we do rely on you guys going to the Apple Podcasts and Spotify and all that. And, and I know this just came in. Uh, the Aftermath Novels describes Maz's castle as pretty much the Continental from John Wick. Do you think Boba will do business there and run into Han? Uh, it could be fun. could be a lot of fun if they do it that way. Um, so it, it, there's so many possibilities so many possibilities um but guys thank you for joining us please go to apple podcast please go to spotify and join there that is where this show is we, we're trying to get up into the um into the top uh rankings on both spotify and on uh, apple podcast and we need you guys to do that if you're brand new to this channel please subscribe if you didn't know check this out <laughs> we got this coming up on uh, on on friday uh this is Schmodown awards and I want to give you guys a little uh, preview about what you're gonna. What it's just the kind of fun that we've that we've had on this show. Um, and here you go, ladies and gentlemen. This is the movie trivia Schmodown Awards. Get comfy; it's gonna take a while. 
don't be surprised who may show up and what may happen at these award shows. Shocker. Shire Wolf. I've been trying to win this for a while. Makes the mom a smasher, too. I love your mom. He should have been uh, laminated. Speaks to me after class. Heel of the year. La La Land. Have some respect. We're at an awards show. I think I'll present most of the awards from here on out. So, again, that happens this Friday at 4 p.m. So make sure you check that out. It's on this channel. Please subscribe. You're brand new to the channel. Thank you. Please check out the Schmodown. It is my uh, pride and joy. And I would love to have you guys. Steph's going to be involved more this season. Mike obviously is going to be taking a run at some uh, to build onto his legacy. So please come and check that out. Sure. And once again, guys, I cannot thank you enough for joining us here on the Sith Council. To Mike and to Steph, we're excited to see you guys um, next week. I can feel you. I can feel it. Thank you. Appreciate it. We'll see you next time, everybody. Appreciate it.